Welcome to the We Go Places podcast, where we catch up with We Go grads with unique careers and the roads they travel to get there. I'm your host, Brian Turnbaugh, English teacher at We Go since 2001, and you just heard intro music from Max Russo, class of 2020. Today, we visit with Andrea Correa, class of 2013, digital content editor for Major League Soccer franchise, the Minnesota Loons. We're going to learn how she's able to juggle the social media presence of a professional sports franchise. Joining us today is Andrea Correa, class of 2013. Andrea, what do you do? So I am currently a digital content editor for Minnesota United. Minnesota United is a soccer team. When did you get this job? I actually was recently hired. So this is my second week on the job right now. Oh, that's so exciting that you have all of this uh, in front of you of what you can do. Tell us about how you came to this particular uh, career. Um, how did What did you do once you left WeGo? So once I left WeGo, I wanted to go to college, but I was honestly uncertain on where I wanted to go. So in my head, I had the back of my head that I wanted to go to COD because, you know, it's kind of close to home. I can get all of my curriculum done, and then I can just transfer to another school once I decided what I wanted to study. But luckily for me, I was offered uh, some scholarship money from a school called Monmouth College. So I ended up going to visit Monmouth two weeks before move-in day. So I went in with an open mind, got a tour of the campus, and I even got to meet the soccer coach there. So I ended up falling in love with it. It was small, so I knew I would be able to get that one-on-one with the teachers and the professors for the most part, just like I did at WeGo. And I was like, why not? Let's give it a chance. So I went there for four years, and I decided to study communication studies and minor in Spanish as well. So I ended up doing that for four years. And in May of 2017, I graduated. And I, after I obtained my master, my bachelor's degree, I wanted to kind of get an internship done because I only was able, I was only able to do one internship while I was at Monmouth. And that was during my senior year. So I started looking at internships and even like full-time positions, and I found an internship that was with ISL Football. So ISL Football is an agency that's actually partnered with FC Barcelona, and yeah, it's the soccer team that's all the way across Europe and Spain. So I was pretty pumped about it. And what they do is that they pretty much represent the Barca academies, so the Barcelona schools that youth usually go into to learn the mythology and gain their skills is what they were trying to do here in the U.S. So they already had a couple, but this was the first one that they were going to open in Chicago. So I helped them out with uh, their public relations for the most part. So that means I was able to write press releases for them to get them out to local newspapers, uh, people on the radio, and people on television, and just spread the word that we were pretty much here. And once we kicked off, I was in charge of taking photographs, managing their social media sites, and that's pretty much when I 
had in mind that, you know what, this is something that I enjoy doing. It's actually pretty fun. Maybe I should go back to school and learn a little bit more about it. So I started looking into a bunch of programs that were nearby because I didn't want to go out of state for it. I still wanted to stay here at home and be able to kind of save that money a little bit. So I ended up finding the program at DePaul University, which was the Digital Communication and Media Arts program. It is a program that's still fairly new, and it was going to allow me to pretty much get my foot in the door with everything digital-wise. So that means I'd be able to learn more about social media and actually get some hands-on with it, learn more about public relations, journalism, photography, videography, graphic design. And because we also had so many um, extracurricular activities that we could choose from, I ended up focusing solely on sports because I knew that's where I wanted to go after the internship that I obtained. So I took a class called Spock Sports, and then I took like sports content, learning how to write specifically articles and create that social media content that people see on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, I mean, that's pretty much been my journey as to how I got where I am. Uh, Once I got to school, the doors opened up for internship opportunities for the most part, because in order for you to gain an internship within sports, for the most part, they're usually not paid. So they don't really pay you for it. They just give you the credit for it. So since I was back at school, I was able to pretty much obtain those internships and be able to get my hands on with everything. So I got to intern for Chicago Fire Rock Soccer and then the Chicago Red Stars, the NWSL for a year, FC, uh, Sky Blue FC, which recently was my last one. And then now I'm here and I'm working with Minnesota United. Wow. What a, what a great chain of events to occur. That program at DePaul sounds amazing. I mean, I would, if I would, if I was dropped back into a, a younger version of me, that sounds like I would get into that uh, program immediately because they're just so exciting where the medium is going on so many fronts with that. Wow. That sounds great. All right. Let me go back a little bit. How, explain how you got to find the ISL company uh, how did you how did you approach that? So when I graduated from Monmouth, I had in the back of my head that I wanted to work in sports already. So I searched on Indeed and LinkedIn and any other job site you can think of. I was putting the keywords of like social media and sports. And I came across this position on Indeed. So I had applied for it and that's pretty much how it kind of went from that point on. I applied I got to do the interview and then I was lucky enough to get hired for it. Now you would say that, how much would you say that what you did at Monmouth with your uh, communications degree, how much did that really help you with the immediate uh, work that you did at ISL? Well, when I was at Monmouth, my communication studies program was primarily focused on communications itself. So I took courses that were on argumentation, interpersonal communication, group communication, and even got to take uh, this one class that we called MCTV, which is a course where 
we are able to pretty much create videos on what's going on around campus, whether it be sports-wise, event-wise, community-wise. So being able to take that aspect of all of the courses that I learned and bring it with me to ISL was super helpful. I mean, just being able to write out a press release was something that just seemed super easy to me because I had already had some background on that. And being able to take videos and create the video from scratch, that was something that I could do ever since I was actually at WeGo. So being able to have that background from WeGo, carry it to Monmouth, and then being able to carry it to my internship was a huge plus for me. I don't think for the casual listener could probably begin to process what a big deal it would be to be the American kind of extension of Barcelona as they're trying to grow their academies in the United States. That that must be for those who love soccer. Uh, and and did you play soccer in high school? Yeah, I did. I played so, all four years. I mean, this must have been like incredible, you know, to have worked for like one of the most legendary football clubs known throughout the world. I, I think everyone have, has witnessed some type of mastery of Leo Messi and uh, all the various different teams uh, that uh, have gone through historically. What was it like to just be attached to uh, that particular um, uh, soccer club as they were expanding into the United States. It was honestly such an honor, like just being able to be able, like being able to be a part of that and say, yeah, I may not work directly under Barcelona, but Hey, like I'm working with their partnered company and we're doing this here in the U S for them. It was just always mind-blowing to me like I couldn't really ever really believe it (laughs) because there were times that our um, athletes our players they actually got to travel to Barcelona and they got to do their own little tournament out there and everything so being able to like obtain all of that from them and then kind of distribute that to our audience just always made it feel like it was unbelievable So how many uh, academies are in the United States now? Is that still ongoing? Yeah, so it's still ongoing. Um, They have one in Austin. Uh, They have one in Florida. And honestly, I think they're pretty much expanding a lot. They are definitely making their way towards the East Coast now because they started on, um, they started a little bit on the West Coast. So they're definitely making their way around the U.S. for sure and making their footprint here. Is there end game for Barcelona to use the United States almost as like a, a farm system to be able to find various different athletic talent and then bring them into the fold to perhaps play at camp now? Is that kind of the long game of what they're attempting with this? Well, what they want to do is they want to actually be able to provide their mythology or their soccer knowledge to people here in the U.S., specifically like the youth, because in Spain, there's already a set type of uh, background and tone that people use to play. Like there's a sense of style that they have. And the reason they came here to the U.S. is because they want to be able to kind of expand their knowledge with the youth and at the same time kind of obtain the U.S. um, audience for the actual first team itself. Is that, so when you say mythology, is that, 
does that entail the the methods and the style of play uh, in in what you're describing? Yeah. So it pretty okay. much entitles the style that they play, uh, their technical training, their tactical training, and it pretty much is like their heart. So what they say heart is, it's uh, humility, effort, ambition, respect, and teamwork. And they want to be able to pretty much show that youth that that's what they're trying to get out of it. That's that's so interesting. I love that kind of those four pillars that, that are there. So you had a, a great experience, but you, you kind of noted before when you were describing it that you were kind of thrown into some things where you're like, well, maybe I don't know exactly how to shoot the best camera angle. Was that kind of like what you're saying? And that's what that, that kind of feeling where like, I, I need to sharpen those things at, at the grad program at DePaul. So what describe more like what were the type of um, classes that you took at your grad program at DePaul? Yeah, so at DePaul University, I took a variety of courses. Um, like I had stated earlier, I, the one that has definitely stuck with me throughout the entire time was uh, Fox Sports. So with Fox Sports, we were actually tied in with Fox Sports. So hmm. we were put into teams by our professor, uh, teams of four to five. And at the beginning of the quarter, we were assigned what we were going to do for the entire quarter. So they usually change it every quarter because uh, Fox Sports executives actually try to like not use what the classes develop, but like kind of input it into what they're doing. So for my class, we were able to create a WWE campaign um, and Fox Sports campaign. So WWE SmackDown is was usually on Mondays and before it switched to Fridays we were the class that was in charge of presenting to Fox executives and WWE executives what the campaign should be to announce that entire big switch that was going to occur so we had the situation of WWE SmackDown moving from Monday nights to Friday nights and also the fact that WWE was going to switch onto Fox Sports. So with that class, we pretty much had to create the entire campaign as a team. And then at the end of the quarter, we actually presented it to the executives and it was a lot of fun. That's probably like the one class that has stuck with me um, since I graduated. But other than that, I mean, I took digital media ethics, digital photography, uh, the foundation of digital media, foundations of digital design, uh, intro to visual communication, introduction to digital communication, uh, multimedia content creation, and just sports content and a bunch of other ones for the most part. I would imagine WWE fans have become accustomed to watching SmackDown on Monday and to ask them to switch networks, but then switch a lifestyle choice of Monday to Friday. How did you massage that switch? Because again, like they're a core base. They're, I'm sure they're, they're fanatical. They love uh, their wrestling, but you're asking a, a four day shift in their consumption habits. How did you kind of, again, massage or, or kind of uh, make that more of a, a palatable choice uh, for them uh, to make it seem like they would get excited? What were some of your decision points for that? 
Um, so for the actual presentation itself, we had to pretty much present the strengths and weaknesses of moving SmackDown to Fox. Uh, we had a list of strengths. The strengths were pretty much to, it's going to cater to a larger demographic because a lot of people do tune in more to Fox Sports. And there's also like a strong female presence with WWE now, so it can also obtain more of a female audience. And Fox Sports is such a bold brand itself that being able to kind of, or yeah, being able to kind of like, partner up with SmackDown is what was going to be the best for it. And we said some of the weaknesses were like, obviously the numbers of the views were like decreasing at the time for SmackDown. So it's something that they were going to have to try to build up themselves. Um, And for the most part, SmackDown is uh, the type of company that was more dependent on their social as compared to Fox sports who has such a strong social media presence. So it was definitely something that they were going to be able to kind of both balance each other out for the most part. I think it's fascinating. The the marketing and the decisions uh, of way, of weighing which way to go, especially when we're talking about millions of dollars and viewership uh, loyalty that's on the line. So that was just a, it's what a great opportunity to kind of put your thumb on the scale of what that decision would ultimately be. Now, uh, you you took a, you took a class on social media ethics. That has to be also a, a fascinating part. You probably looked at it more through the lens of ethics through the commercial application of it. What did you take from that course, if you remember? So, from what I can remember from that, it was kind of just the essence of something that everybody kind of already knows. Uh, social media presence for an individual is something that's super important. And we just have to remember for the most part that what we put out there is out there and we can't get back. Even if we delete it, I mean, it could still be out there and we just don't even know. So with this class, we kind of just learned more about like how to properly publish stuff, how to make sure that you present yourself in a professional manner. And yeah, for the most part, it just kind of solely focused on that. Now, you were taught in the in these courses in your grad school program how to um use a, a certain type of um, rhetoric depending on what the medium was so you learned how to be most effective with twitter but twitter is not the same as an instagram post which is not the same as a facebook post what what did you find was your favorite um medium to uh, to uh, publish under when you were uh, going through your coursework I found my favorite to be uh, Twitter, and it was actually just because Twitter is kind of the same as Instagram in a way, but you're able to reach such a larger audience as compared to Instagram that it's great for you to kind of just put everything out there. Like You could still upload photos, you can upload videos, you can upload graphics just like you do on Instagram, but with Twitter itself, you're able to just expand your audience and follow people more and people who don't even follow you can find your stuff so that's kind of why I fell in love with Twitter for the most part and it's kind of funny because Instagram used to be my favorite and now I've like transferred to Twitter (laughs) okay so you finish grad your grad school program Mm -hmm. then you then have a chain of more 
uh, internships, correct? And so uh, maybe walk me through like what was the one internship that you felt was probably that you gained the most experience that was able to get you into uh, your, your current uh, your current job? So I actually had my internships during school and ah. out of all of them, I want to say that the one that has definitely like influenced me the most and gave me the most knowledge is the NWSL internship. So um, I obtained the NWSL, which is like the National Women's Soccer League. Uh, I obtained an, a public relations internship with them and it was supposed to be a six-month internship, but they liked me so much that they extended it an extra three months. And then before COVID hit, they're like, we still need you. Can you stay for an extra couple months? So it ended up being like a full year of just working with them. And I learned so much from them. I not only got to learn stuff about like how the PR aspect works of like from the league perspective but I also got to learn how the league itself has to come together and pretty much create everything for the event from the smallest details to the largest details so that is definitely for sure the best internship that I had that has helped me get to where I am and I don't I think PR is such an expansive career like could you maybe like tease out what are what what is in what actually is in public relations like it it encompasses so much like what would be like like how would you explain uh, that particular job that has so many different components so public relations for me is specifically when the person with that title has to be the point of communication for whether it be the league, the team, or the players. So, for example, I was a PR intern with the NWSL, so I was the point of contact for teams to reach out to me about players and the media, which is like journalists, broadcasters, etc. They would reach out to me as well about information about the teams and the players for the most part. So I'm the one who would have to get them the information such as like injury reports, all the game notes, which is pretty much consisting of uh, what their lineup may be, what their scores are, where their standing is. And yeah, I mean, I was pretty much that point of contact for everybody for the most part. So a PR is pretty much the person who has to be able to manage literally the relationships of the teams, the players, the league, and the media itself. Uh, this, the, 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 that you have to have the league to the team and then the granular level of just trying to focus on, on the players. It's just, you're spinning so many plates uh, in what you have to communicate there. That's gotta, it's gotta keep you on your toes for sure. Oh yeah. So, okay. So you were then, so then how do you then, uh, how did you make the bridge to uh, come to the Minnesota soccer club? So it was during March that I was already searching for a full-time position And I had actually interviewed with Minnesota in March, and I made it all the way to the final round interview with them. But as soon as COVID struck, I wasn't able to get hired. They told me, we apologize, but we just can't hire you right now because of COVID. We need to save the money. 
And I was right. like, oh, no. Okay, that's hmm. fine. So uh, because COVID struck, I, I pretty much wasn't able to get hired for them. So I had to continue to search for a position, which was difficult. Um, I mean, I was still in school by that time. Uh, so I ended up graduating in June. And uh, that's around the time I finished my internship with the NWSL. So I had to find an internship in my head because no leagues or teams were hiring at the moment. So I came across the Sky Blue FC, which was one of the teams for the NWSL. And they were looking for somebody to be their marketing content intern. And I knew the person, like, obviously through the NWSL. So I had reached out to her and I had asked her about it and I told her I was interested and that I'd love to help out. So I ended up helping her out for a year and out of the blue, Minnesota contacts me and they're like, hey, are you still looking for a job? (laughs) So it kind of just, yeah, it came out of the blue and I have been truly blessed with it and I'm super thankful for it because I mean, with COVID going on right now, it's so difficult for people to find a job that I am just extremely thankful for this opportunity. How do you envision your um, your work of what you're going to do next season uh, with the team? So with my position itself, I actually am able to kind of get my foot in the door with a lot of things. I am actually going to be helping out my coworker with podcasts and writing articles. And then I'm also going to be helping out another coworker with social media. And then I'm going to be helping out my manager with whatever he puts in front of me for the most part. (laughs) So uh, pretty much from here on out, I am going to be managing the Spanish Twitter account for Minnesota United, which is Los Loons. And I'm in charge of it right now. So I'm going to continue to be running it for the most part. I'll be able to obtain the content from my coworkers who take the photographs, create the videos, the graphics and everything. And my job is going to be to primarily just put it out there and try to grow our fan growth. And I know from here on out, I'm also going to be helping out with like the articles for the most part, whether it be for previews, recaps of the games, um, anything that's going on with our players, anything that's going on within the community, with our team. So I'm, going to be super busy as soon as the playoffs are pretty much finished. But right now we're solely focused on playoffs. So for the game on Sunday, that kind of just depends on if they win or lose, it's going to steer the wheel into which direction I go into. Which is your favorite of the mediums that you dabble in? Which is your favorite? I got to say social media for sure. (laughs) I am more hands-on and creative with that than I am with my written content with articles. (laughs) But I think it's just my preference, but I I do enjoy all of them for the most part. Will you be able to travel with the team in in the future or do you travel with them now? So for right now, I'm working remotely. I still haven't left West Chicago, still here. (laughs) Um, But my plan is to obviously get out there so I can be closer to Uh, the office once it's opened up and we're able to go back in. Um, We still don't know when that's going to happen right now because of COVID. So for the most part, everything's going to be remotely. But 
once we do get back into the quote unquote normal rhythm, um, I'll be able to travel with the team to a couple of away games. I'll definitely be working all the home games and yeah, for the most part, I'll be able to kind of just be here and there and get the full on experience. That is so exciting. Wow. What a great opportunity. I, I'm I'm still blown away that you get to work from West Chicago <laughs> as of now. It's just, it's just an amazing world that we we can do this through the internet, but obviously we want it to be back to normal uh, so we can get, uh, so we can be there. Um, so Andrea, I usually end the interview with question about what advice would you give current Wildcats about success? So something that I would say to the current Wildcats would be to literally work work your tush off. Um, By that, I mean, yeah, it, it does seem like it's something, you know, that people tend to say all the time, like hard work pays off. You got to work hard for what you want. It, yeah, it does sound kind of bland. It is super repetitive, but I honestly can't stress enough that that is honestly true. And you don't understand it until you're living through it and you get through it. (laughs) So definitely don't give up on whatever it is that you want to do. And even if you're not sure, don't stress out about it. I only knew in the back of my head that I wanted to do something with sports, but it wasn't until I literally was a senior in my undergrad in 2017. That's when I knew I was like, I want to work in actual professional sports but what am I going to do? I don't know. So I kind of had to figure that out on my own. So don't be scared if you just don't know what you want to do. I mean, everything takes time. People kind of find out what they want to do as time goes on. I mean, there's no particular age in which you're supposed to already know what you want to do. And I guess one big tip for the most part I definitely want to give people is to network, network, network. I can't stress out how important it is to reach out to people and just like talk to them about what they're doing, how they got there, and just getting to know them on a basis. I have definitely learned that that is the key to get your foot into the door, whether it be wanting to work in sports, wanting to work with social media, whatever it is that you want to do, just reach out to somebody who's in that profession and they'll be able to talk you through everything. That is great advice. Thank you so much, Andrea, for this uh, interview. And I'm guessing that I'll be probably knocking on your door uh, in a year or so to kind of follow up to see uh, what your job has been like since then. Can't wait to have everyone in the stands again, cheering on the loons. uh, And it's going to be so much fun when they do. So thank you so much for your time today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. If you want to find past episodes, go to Apple Music Podcasts and search We Go Vox.